0: If you're considering starting your own business and are not sure where to start or what's involved, my guest is a husband and a father and will be sharing his story of how he started his own marketing company and what steps he took to get there. He will also share simple things that you can do right away to take those first steps towards being an entrepreneur. So don't go anywhere. Welcome to the Fatherhood Challenge, a movement, to awaken and inspire fathers everywhere, to take great pride in their role, and to challenge society to understand how important fathers are to the stability and culture of their family's environment. Now, here's your host, Jonathan Guerrero. Greetings, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My guest is Robert Bradbury. Robert started his own marketing company called Mighty Bee Marketing, a full-service marketing company that does everything from website design to video production. Robert is here to share his story with us and inspire other dads who are considering becoming entrepreneurs. Robert, thank you so much for being on the Fatherhood Challenge.
1: Thank you for having me on today.
0: I am very, very curious to know what your favorite dad joke is.
1: Okay, my favorite joke is what do you call a bee that lives in America? A USB. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's kind of a geek joke too. It is. <laughs> which I also hope. <laughs> I can also appreciate it from that standpoint.
1: <laughs> it's my a little tech side coming out there.
0: Yep, yep. Well, Robert, let's start from the beginning. What inspired you to start mighty B marketing?
1: Well, I first started building websites back in ninety-six while we are still in high school together. Uh back then I created a built my own web page and market through the search engines. Back then, it was called Hedgehog Society. You know, I was breeding African pygmy hedgehogs and selling them online. Um, after the dot-com bust uh, finagle, I, I decided to actually go back to college, and I pursued a degree in graphic design and multimedia. While I was working as a graphic artist, I decided to go back to my roots and start freelancing Building websites professionally, um, I, I've changed careers, you know, multiple times over my career, but always kept my freelance going. I have gone on, you know, to become a ma- mechanical engineer, a CNC machinist, IT support, and restaurant manager. But um, all, all those times, I've kept my freelance going, and I'm coming back to my roots. So what? brought me to decide to launch my business, I I was, I reached burnout as a restaurant manager. I've been, I was passed up multiple times on promotions that I was promised. I was overworked, underpaid. You know, my home wasn't my home. It was just a place where I came and showered and slept. So at that time, my mother was living in a retirement community with stage four terminal cancer. You know, she required round-the-clock care that my family could not afford. My wife was working from home, making just as much as I was making as a manager. I decided to quit my job and take care of her on her last days. While I was caring for her, I decided, you know, I'm done with the rat race of supporting somebody else's vision and dream while I'm working myself to death. You know, seeing my mother's financial difficulties and inability to pay for her proper care inspired me to pursue my own dreams. I didn't want to end up like a burden to my own children. I, I'm unable to afford to take my wife on a proper honeymoon. You know, nothing fancy, just a simple cruise. You know, those are some one of my dreams I want to do. So working for somebody else is just not getting me closer to my goals.
0: So really what it comes down to, the big driver behind you leaving the workplace and starting your own business is you needed control over your own time. That's correct. Because there's many dads I know that can relate to that, that are in the exact same position where they feel like they're in a corner and they don't really have any options. And you're actually living proof that they do. They actually do have an option.
1: Yeah. I mean, you have options. You, you just got to look at everything in your life. You know, everything I have right now, you know, like our finances, we go through and do a self-evaluation. What can I afford to live without? You know, if I have five different streaming services, let me take it down to one you know, what's the bare minimum I can live with in order to have the minimum financial risks here and pursue my own dream. So, you know, with my wife having the income, you know, making more than I may as a manager, I'm taking this leap here and hoping for a better life by starting this business.
0: Okay. So this is kind of a little bit of a side question and has more to do with my curiosity than anything, but What is the story behind the name of your business, Mighty B Marketing? Where did that name come from?
1: Well, you know, B is for my last name. It's just a letter B. So in my mind, it came to me, you know, there's Mighty Mouse. You know, well, you know, let me try to think. Well, how about Mighty B? So it it was just kind of a, a weird name I came up with.
0: If you go to the website... It's really, really cool. On the front page, there's a honeycomb on the it's very, very clever. And so the name really, really fit the theme that you're going with. So that's what had me so curious about it.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I tried to shy away from bees and everything negative of that, but you know, so my theme I ended up creating was trying to go for that sweet the reward of that sweet nectar. You know, so that's, so I embraced the theme, but removed all the negative aspects of bees. You know, bees are very work together. They're continuously pushing together, you know, in a hive. Um, It's a collective. So that industrialness is what I take with my, to my customers is we work together on projects. It's not just, oh, you know, here's one way we're going to go. No, we it's a continuous feedback loop we always have. I
0: love that. You have a very collaborative mindset towards business in general, and I think that's very, very healthy because our culture is geared more towards competitiveness. And um competitiveness in the marketplace can be a very, very destructive thing on an individual level, and it can also be very destructive on an economic level as well. And so, The secret to the prosperity is in the collaborative mindset, which is exactly what bees do. And that's exactly the big secret behind what makes them so industrious. That's why I think that's so brilliant. And I I love that aspect of the name. Thank you. Speaking of industrious, like what's it like to be a good husband and a father while trying to grow a successful business? Do those two often come in conflict with each other?
1: What is the reality? Well, at, at times it can be challenging because my wife, you know, she'll, she'll walk in the room and just, you know, I may be laser focused on a project and and it just annoys me that I have to peel my time away. But I, I've learned You know, it makes life easier if I just stop, give her five to ten minutes of undivided time, no distraction of work or computer, and just focus on her. She, you know, she'll be happy and go off bouncing. Then I can go back, you know, to what I'm working on. Or if there's times I cannot peel away, I'll tell her, "Hey, I'm working on this right now. I'll be available in X amount of time." You know, I set those expectations with clear communication and it works, you know, communication is a key in a relationship. You know, I just make sure I convey to her what the expectations are in a positive manner and without giving her any bad vibes. I mean, it's tough. It's, I, I get my ADHD just laser focus. Um, now being a father and running a business, it has its own challenges because I have the freedom of flexible schedule. And so life happens, crisis will happen. You know, I'll have to peel away and take care of that and come back, back to work and pick up where I left off. But in the long run, having my own business has helped because I've been here. I, I'm less stressed. I'm emotionally available for my wife and for my kids. And that just seems to. So
0: it really sounds like, uh, yes, you do have this freedom that you don't have in the workplace. You don't always, depending on the job that you have, you don't always have this choice of being able to say, oh, I'm just going to go take 30 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever, and I'm going to run home if you live close to where you work. And I'm just going to run home and, and go spend some time with my family or my, my wife or whatever. No, you've got to take time off to do that. And you've got to work that out with your boss, scheduling, all this other. So you can't just leave and run at most jobs. But at home, you have the freedom to do whatever you want. And that presents its own challenge because if you want to actually get your business off the ground and successful, you actually have to manage your time.
1: Yeah, managing time can be challenging in itself. It's so easy to get distracted while I'm sitting here trying to grow my business, but you know I, I'm overcoming that. But at times, you know, I do have other obstacles and challenges that I'm working on. Will grow my business. Uh, one of the hard challenges is I suffer from depression clinically. It's just. Major depression, but I'm able to take medicine. But at times, it's hard to get myself out of bed, hard to keep myself in the game and focus. At times, you know, I have to step back and take a look. It's like, okay, where am I going? Where do I want to go? Reevaluate the situation. If I can do this, anybody else can do this. And I, in fact, I think other people who are listening right now, Probably could actually do this without you know the challenges I'm having and really succeed. They're just on the fence. Do I take this or do I not? And I, I think they really should evaluate that. You know, time they're done. So one of the obstacles
0: that you just mentioned is, is mental health, and for others that could be physical health. That, that could be a barrier to you trying to get your business off the ground. But you're living proof that those obstacles are not impossible to get over. And I want to cycle back to a point to what you mentioned was your your secret to getting past that, and that is focus—a laser, laser focus on your goal. What is it you're trying to go after? What is it you're trying to achieve? So you don't lose sight when things seem like they're dark around you, or when you feel discouraged, or you wake up one day everything is gray and everything just seems blah. What is getting you out of the bed and getting you to your desk or to the office and getting work done?
1: Having my own dreams I want to accomplish it is what gets me out of the bed, but also having accountability helps too. You know, I, am lucky to have a wife that I think of her that She's my wife, but she's the real boss here but you know
0: <laughs> isn't that how it works exactly
1: <laughs> you know i got please the boss so if boss ain't happy i'm not happy but you know i i really love the challenge in helping people you know i'm a people person and you know helping these other businesses to market and grow i feel like i'm helping them by alleviating some of their stresses they have because they now have customers coming in. They have jobs in their pipeline.
0: So really what lights you up is seeing a client that's successful and, and seeing that milestone reach, seeing their obstacles overcome and the fact that you played an important or vital role in making that happen. So that, that's really what's lighting you up. That's what gets you to your desk and
1: gets you to work. Yes. you know, I, I, Just love helping people and this is way I can help people and make a living at the same time.
0: You talked about your wife kind of being your boss in in that role. So you never really lost that part of the workplace of, of having a boss, but that accountability factor um in your setting now means that that you're accountable to your family. You're now accountable to providing for your kids. You're accountable for now. Making yourself available because now you're without excuse. You you can control it. You you have a say. You don't have to go ask some other boss. Um, can I accept this phone call from my wife in the middle of work? Oh, yeah, you do whatever you want. And so there's your wife there wanting attention, and you have a choice now. You can actually talk to her and not have to worry about getting fired. Exactly. And so yeah, there's that accountability for your time with your wife when she needs you, um, and and also supporting your family. For a dad that's considering starting their own business, what should be their first action steps to get started? What important things do they need to be aware of? I'd like to pause and thank our proud sponsor of the Fatherhood Challenge, Zencaster. If you've thought about podcasting before and realized that you need a lot of different tools and services, those days are over. With ZenCaster's all in one podcast production platform, you can create your podcast all in one place and distribute to Spotify, Apple, and other major destinations. But. The reason I personally use and trust them with the production of this syndicated radio program is their professional broadcast quality sound. There is no better time than now to start your podcast using Zidcaster for all your needs. Go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and use my code fatherhood and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experiences I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.
1: Well, first thing, I I think they need to know their market, you know, figure out what they want to do. What is what's the marketplace? You know, who is their competitors? They need to figure out what their costs are, what our supplies are going to cost them, the cost of labor, which is going to be them. You know, you have taken consideration in a hidden cost waste. You know, I've worked to, you know, for multiple companies and I've seen waste, you know, how much it will just eat your shirt. You know, for example, I worked at a sign shop, you know, our vinyl sign came in for a sign is 30 inches wide. So if I sold a 18 by 24 yard sign I had a, a 18 inch sh- strip of vinyl that I had to waste and so you know you have to count for that waste and you end up charging the customer for it or at least the cost of that. And when I worked you know in the restaurant as a manager too much of an ingredient just the tiniest amount adds up. For example when we were making pizzas if you over top cheese just by one ounce, You do that for 16 pizzas you just gave away one pound of cheese for free i mean that all adds up and another thing people really don't realize but the business schedule on business trends follows your school calendar so when school's out you'll do less business so you know that includes your holidays your summer breaks um so you'll see you know your third to fourth quarter you'll be doing business You know, that's from your September to December, then from January to about May or June, you'll do your other part of the business. So you just want to try to keep at least six months worth of work in the pipeline, just so when you have those ups and downs of the school calendar, you can balance that out.
0: So it sounds like your choices are to either find a business that or, or a niche that's keeps you busy all year round. So you don't, it's not seasonal. Um, or if you do have a seasonal business, then you need to figure out a way to make up the income that you will not be able to make in the off seasons. Yeah, that's correct. I want to change direction a little bit and I want to talk about kids. What are your kids learning from your experience as an entrepreneur?
1: I mean right now they're having to learn patience. I, I mean that's <laughs> that's a big thing right now because yes. we're financially tight and everything is put into the budget and calculate when can we pay this bill and when can we pay the other bills so they're having to learn either to wait and also prioritize what their financial needs are. Do we have the money do we not? I I hate to say no, but at the same time, learning to say no to them is helping them because they're learning to listen to no, you know, setting those boundaries. I'm not trying to be mean. It's just teaching them real world financials.
0: So in other words, they're basically learning budgeting in a very practical way. Yes. So let's talk about uh, the two different business models that are the most popular with people. The first one is the competitive one. And so that is that you you go and you research all of the businesses that are around that are similar to yours, in other words, your competitors, and you find a way to be completely different from them so that you're actually able to compete or you find a way to be able to be uh, to stand out from those business, if businesses, if you plan on doing what they do, you figure out a way to do it better um, or more efficiently and or at a, at a cheaper cost to be able to attract the customers from your competitors over to you. Uh, and there are people who can be very, very successful at that. The other way is the collaborative model. And that is where you go and you find a specific need and it likely should be something that you're passionate about. And that you know a little something about, but maybe you're not the best at it and you're certainly not the expert at it. And so you find someone who has a need in that specific field. And then you go and you look around and you figure out who else is doing this and doing this at a very, very high level. But maybe they need that customer and they're not aware of that customer. And so your business is connecting that customer with the specialist that does that specific task at a very, very high level. And you connect those two. You've done the business a big, big favor by connecting them to a customer that they were not able to find or connect with on their own. And you did that customer a favor by helping them find the specific business that they needed to meet their needs. So now you're the expert on two things. You're the expert on the customer that that business needs. And you are also on an expert on the services that that specific customer needs. So is there is there something to either one of those models?
1: Which ones do you like? Well, the ones I like is the customer service base. Yes, there's the competitive model. The competitive model benefits the customer itself because with having multiple competitors out there, you know, the customer has now the ability to choose what's best for them, whether it's for quality of service or quality of product, or if it's the price point, you know, I, I try to go for the better quality of service to my customers. So I'm, you know, doing a hybrid of both, you know, trying to offer them that's competitive in the quali- in the services I offer but I'm also at the same time collaborative with working with them, understanding what their business needs are and figuring out what's the best methods to reach their potential customers to bring them back to them. So, you know, if any of your, father, your dads want to go after being a competitor, go for it, figure out what you can charge but also, don't try to be the lowest bidder. Those type of customers you get, the ones that want the lowest bid, they're going to be your bottom feeders. They're not going to be loyal to They just want the cheapest bottom point. And if you can't give it to them, they're going to your competition. So you want the loyal customers who are going to be repeat businesses. Uh, look at some of these companies like Apple and Starbucks. Those have cult followings now. You know, anybody can get a coffee anywhere. I can go to a gas station or I can go to Starbucks. But if I want the Starbucks experience, there's only one place I can go. And the same thing goes with Apple. I can get a smartphone, you know, by Android. But if I want that Apple iOS, there's only one place I can go and that's by them. So, you know, try to stand out and differentiate yourself. And as far as, you know, helping other customers, being essentially your salesperson by selling business services, that's a good way to start your own business that has low risks because you're not out of pocket, you know, having to invest in a company, all the startup costs. Here's an existing model out there that works and you now can sell the products, you know, Uh, For example, you have people that are selling um, voice over IP phone services. Uh, There's several out there. It's a great thing versus your traditional landline. Everybody has internet. We need internet. But business phone service, well, now there's more than one solution to go to. I don't have to go to my Bell services. Now I can go and pick my provider using the power of the internet. So I I recommend dads, you know, look at each direction your pros and cons. If you want a traditional business sense, you know, where you're selling your business product or business service, that gives you more freedom and more control. But your startup costs are going to be a lot higher versus another company where you're selling an existing service or products that without a very much out of pocket and lower risk. So evaluate both. And if <clears throat> any of, your dads, of you dads have questions, you're welcome to connect with me through my website. You know, it's mightybmarketing.com. Uh, that's M-I-G-H-T-Y, the letter B, and just marketing, M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G.com. You know, I have my personal email address there. I have my phone number there. You're welcome to connect with me, whether you want to talk about, you know, any sort of marketing services that you have for your business, that you're starting or existing business, or maybe you want, you're lingering on the fence about starting your own business and you just want somebody to bounce ideas off of, just uh, reach out to me and I'll talk to you. You know, I've, this isn't my first business it probably won't be my last, but, you know, I've been in the business world for quite a bit and I'd love to, you know, hear from you and help you get off the fence and take the first steps.
0: I'm also going to make it easier to, to connect with uh, Robert. So if you're if for whatever reason, uh, you're driving or whatever and you can't write all of this information down, you can also go to thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com. Go to this episode and look right below the episode description. All of the links and resources that Robert just mentioned, I will post right below the episode description so you can find it easily there. And Robert, as we close, what is your challenge to dads listening now?
1: You know, my challenge for dads is to figure out what they want, you know, future goals. Are are you satisfied with working your, a nine to five job or do you really want to, have more financial financial and time control of your life and start your own business if you're if you're fine with working that's great if you're having troubles just get off the fence take that leap you know it's not hard to go back to existing job, but at least you say you tried versus to've never tried and regret it for the rest of your life. So like I said, you know, if you just need troubles to get started, just want to bounce my ideas off, hit me up. I'm completely available and I'd be glad to listen.
0: Robert, it has been great having you on the Fatherhood Challenge. I've learned a lot from you as always, and I know that our audience has learned a lot as well. Thank you once again for joining us. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fatherhood Challenge. If you would like to contact us, listen to other episodes, find any resource mentioned in this program, or find out more information about the Fatherhood Challenge, please visit thefatherhoodchallenge.com. That's thefatherhoodchallenge.com.